0: Hello, and welcome to episode 14 of our podcast, St. Louis-Marie de Montfort and True Devotion. We are now going to continue with the section in True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin, in which St. Louis-Marie sets forth what he calls motives which recommend this devotion. In other words, the reasons why he thinks it is such an effective and powerful way of bringing us to the acquisition of divine wisdom, or the knowledge of Jesus Christ, and a deep relationship with him. We have already looked at the first five motives, now we continue with the sixth motive, which is, it gives great liberty of spirit. What St. Louis-Marie means by this is that this devotion will free us from all scruples or fears that, he says, might restrict, imprison or confuse us. He equates this with the freedom of the children of God, to use the phrase of St. Paul. Clearly, here there is something of a paradox, since this devotion calls us to make ourselves slaves of Jesus and Mary, which we might in ordinary human terms think of as a giving up of freedom. But while there is certainly this aspect of servitude in this devotion, our accepting to serve Jesus and Mary, St. Louis-Marie's contention is that this actually brings us a great sense of freedom, especially freedom from anxiety and fear of the future. And he says that various concrete examples of people who have wholeheartedly embraced it show this to be the case. The seventh motive St. Louis-Marie proposes for taking up this devotion is that it is of great benefit to our neighbour. In this, he is starting from the premise that the greatest favour we can do for anyone is to help them obtain the great grace of eternal salvation. He is not so much concerned with happiness in this life, much less with material benefits for our neighbour. And his argument is that, because by this devotion we leave everything, including all our merits, or, as he says, The satisfactory and prayer value of all our good works, in the hands of Mary, whose only thought is to bring all human beings as far as possible to the joys of salvation, we can do our neighbour no greater favour than this. He claims, too, that because our good works are now in the hands of Mary, instead of in our own sullied hands. The value of them is infinitely increased by the merits of Mary herself, so our neighbour benefits even more by our prayers and good works. And the eighth and final motive St. Louis-Marie gives for embracing this devotion is that it is a wonderful means of perseverance. Here he contrasts our human weakness with the strength and reliability of Mary. He says that if we trust in ourselves and our own strength to persevere in our efforts to live a good life, we will almost certainly fail. We are too weak and prone to sin. Mary, on the other hand, is the faithful virgin, and if we truly entrust our whole selves to her care, she will make sure that we do not fail. He likens Mary to a secure anchor that will hold us fast in the midst of all storms or disturbances. And he lays stress also on her great generosity. For the little we offer her, she will reward us with her own graces and virtues. She cannot, he says, let herself be surpassed by anyone in love and generosity. After having set forth these arguments in favor of this form of devotion to the Blessed Virgin, Saint Louis Marie devotes a whole chapter, Chapter Five of True Devotion, to what he calls the biblical figure of this perfect devotion, Rebecca and Jacob. This is quite a long chapter, Numbers one hundred eighty-three to two hundred twelve, which takes the story of Rebecca, the mother of the patriarch Jacob and her somewhat sneaky efforts to obtain for her son, at the expense of his half-brother Esau, the paternal blessing of their father Isaac, and makes of it an allegory of the opposing situations of those who are destined to be saved, represented by Jacob, and those who are destined to be lost, represented by Esau. Rebecca is seen in this allegory as the image of Mary, the mother of Jesus, and of all the elect. I have to confess that personally this allegorical interpretation of the story of Rebecca, Jacob and Esau says little to me. However, there are certain conclusions that St. Louis Mary draws from this allegorical study that in a way back up or reinforce the motives he has already given us for embracing this devotion these conclusions are given under the heading of services of our lady to her faithful servants and they include mary loves these faithful servants of hers just as rebecca loved jacob and indeed loved him with an effective love ensuring that he received the blessing of his father isaac secondly she provides her faithful servants with all their needs just as rebecca provided jacob with the means to win his father's blessing. Thirdly, she leads and guides them, as Rebekah guided her son Jacob to win that blessing. Fourthly, she defends and protects them, as Rebekah did for Jacob against the possibility of being harmed by Esau. And finally, she intercedes for them with her son Jesus. St. Louis Mary sees Rebecca's preparation of a delicious meal for Isaac on behalf of her son Jacob as an image of this intercession of Mary before her own son Jesus for her spiritual children and servants. These conclusions are, of course, perfectly valid, though they do not seem to me to provide any special motivation for embracing this particular devotion as against any other genuine form of devotion to Mary. The next chapter, however, in True Devotion, which is entitled The Wonderful Effects of this Devotion, provides us with further motives for embracing this devotion of total consecration to Jesus through Mary. We will examine these effects in the next episode of our podcast. Until then, God bless you.